0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are going on, so here's what you do. If you're a new customer, you put in five bucks and you get $150 in free plays if that team plays, not if they win, just if the team game goes on. That simple, that easy. All right, with John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Daylon Terry declares yesterday, or yesterday for the NBA draft. We're going to talk about his decision Coloco's decision mathurin's decision whether we approve of the decision whether we don't approve of the decision and we'll maybe go historically and talk about some guys that maybe should have declared who did it but arizona bats a pretty good percentage on guys that go pro that uh you know yeah so it does we'll find out all right Dalen terry you and i are in lockstep on this one and generally if we're in lockstep that means we're right and um <laughs> <laughs> that you know, given our track record, our track record that's zero question all, about that for sure yes but you and I both believe that Daylon Terry has the highest potential in the NBA um and I think it's for a variety of reasons first of all he's long he's 6'8 you can tell basketball is natural to him you can also tell that he's just barely scratching the surface of what he could do you, you can easily see him on an NBA court being very good being a starter um I'm under the belief that he will end up coming back and he's gonna be kind of he'll be that linchpin for Arizona. Oh, are you? I yeah, I do believe that he'll come okay. back. He he highlighted that he will uh, that he's gonna be maintaining his eligibility through so I do think that he's gonna come back. But it's also a little nerve wracking though when you go there because I've always felt once NBA people start poking and prodding a little bit, they're <laughs> right. gonna be like, Oh, there's a lot to like uh, about this right, guy. Right. So what do you what do you think right now about Dalen Terry as far as that all goes? I'm not surprised that uh he's he's doing this in the direction
1: it sounds like he's doing it in a smart direction are not, not just jumping in. And it's uh-huh. nice that that opportunity is there. And I feel slightly more comforted uh, that... You believe that there's a likelihood that he's returning. That there's a better than 50-50 likelihood that he's returning. I've said on a number of podcasts with you that I thought Daylon Terry was going to make more money in the NBA than any other player on this roster, mm-hmm. and I still believe that. Right. Uh, and and it's because he can be he can play three positions at the next level, possibly four. But mm-hmm. for sake of argument, and he's going to fill out. Too. Yeah. He sees the floor as well as anybody that has come through this program in a long time. He's got the length. That helps defensively. He's got the length that uh, can provide rebounding and a push mentality in the transition game. And he seems to be a good character guy. Right. Lots of teams like that. There's a lot of, there are a lot of reasons to look at Dale and Terry and say, hmm, uh, we might be very interested in right. yes. the,
0: the, the possibility of convincing him that maybe not returning to Arizona yeah, so is a... <laughs> could be the best thing for him. Now, if you're Tommy Lloyd, I think that I think it's a fairly simple case. You could say, and Lute Olsen would always say this, it's about sticking in the NBA, not getting to the NBA. Daylon Terry, I think, was... I mean, it's funny. It also shows you how good Tommy Lloyd is. Daylon Terry, I think, was the biggest beneficiary of Lloyd coming back, although I guess you could make the case for Coloco sure. and, ben- right, and Benedict Right. right. But with but terry is unquestionably in that conversation for sure and what terry can do is he can be i you can see him really being a jack of all trades that he initiates the offense um you know we already know that he can. we already know that he can pass that he can defend that he can dribble i think that you're going to find out if he comes back that he can also score now the shot a lot of people worry about but it's weird because you and i talked about this all season he's a timely shooter and it's not like you look at it and it's like oh my gosh there's absolutely no chance that's going in so there isn't anything that he can't improve upon i just if i wasn't sure that i was a first round pick if i were him i would come back because i'm pretty sure that i would be certain that i'm a first round pick if i came back
1: right i think that's fair and uh progression and an understanding uh works in your favor and being in this system helps as well i think this is uh one of the next tests uh, for Tommy Lloyd mm-hmm. uh, where you have to be able to advi- you, you have to get in con- one of your jobs is to get in contact with the right people to get the right information to provide the advice necessary legitimate advice mm-hmm. not selfish advice right. uh, not Ben you know, sure. The youth. Everybody's telling you you're going to go in the lottery, possibly as high as who knows? Maybe fourth in the next. That's not what I'm hearing, right, man. Right. I'm hearing you're going to be a third round pick who nobody's going to look. You know, that kind of not, right. obviously that's an mm-hmm. you know an, an extenuating ridiculous example. But generally speaking, it's incumbent upon a college coach to recognize what's better for his players, because ultimately,
0: what's better for his players, I think, is better for the program long. Yeah, term. and let's all right. Let's talk about Christian Coloco, Benedict Math. But first, again, here's the deal: DraftKings Sportsbook, best sportsbook app out there. Very easy. You put in five bucks, you get 150 dollars in free plays if you're a new customer. Eligibility restrictions do apply: 21 and up, Arizona only. John Schuster, do you have anything going on with the DraftKings Sportsbook? There's
1: app? a lot going on right now, uh, so and and a lot of fun, interesting promotions that are taking place on the app as well. Because you got baseball that just started. You know, obviously uh, your. Uh, involved in what's taking place on a more or less nightly basis with the NBA, the NHL is just around the corner. There's a, right. there's, it's a weird time of year, but there's a lot out there with a lot of possibilities. So if you feel comfortable
0: doing something, to try to take advantage of it, this is a good time to do it. For sure. All right. Something that somebody that's going to take advantage of something is Benedict Matherin. Anything you look at at Benedict Matherin's a top 10 pick. Um, I generally am of the belief, and it's not hard and fast, but I generally am the belief, if you're a top 10 pick, it's probably a good decision to go. The only time, though, that I don't... I don't believe that it is a an end-all, be-all. You always have to go, and here's why. If phys- if you're physically not ready, I get that, because a lot of guys go into the league and physically aren't ready. That's what working out's for. You know? They have trainers and people that know what they're doing. The only time, though, that I would adv- advise somebody not to go, maybe is if I don't think they're emotionally ready. If I think that they could be broken, you know, and you don't, know the maturity level of certain people, John Schuster is looking at me with like rolling no, the eyes. No, I'm not,
1: uh, because I'm thinking ahead of how I want to answer that, Beca- go ahead.
0: Because that is one thing, I, I worry more about the person at that point, because listen, if, you're, if you get beat up in the NBA physically, you're still gonna be fine in life, but if you get destroyed emotionally, that's, well, you know, that, and that's, you know, that's something and, and a little the, bit different. And the thing that I was think,
1: thinking in regards to that is that the most difficult person you have that you're trying to tell that you're not ready for the nba or the for you know the professional rigors emotionally mm-hmm. is the person who isn't ready emotionally Correct. to go to the nba yes. so trying to convince the person who you don't think is emotion is emotionally ready for the nba telling them you know what you're not emotionally ready for the nba right that person's instinct is probably going to be a little bit of a middle finger and f you right uh so what's that person going to do mm-hmm. maybe possibly jump to the nba anyway and then three or four years later recognize perhaps the hard way or make up excuses along the way Mm -hmm. that you know maybe the folks who were telling me that when I was 18
0: or 19 years old knew what they were talking about, and I should have listened. I think, though, that this is the right decision for him. He um, he came back. I mean, he, his offensive repertoire was drastically improved. Now, again, maybe some of it was also from having a coach that understands offense. But, you know, last year he was essentially a stand-in-the-corner three-point guy, or, or not stand-in-the-corner, but just stand there shooting threes or dunk the ball. This year he came back. He was making plays off the dribble. He was pulling up. There was really... Everything was added to his arsenal there, at least offensively. And I've always believed that uh, defense is more of a matter of want to. Uh, there's no reason he shouldn't be able to be a good defender in the NBA. I think the
1: issue with Matherin uh, in the early stages is is he is he ready to be invested 82 games a regular season? Mm-hmm. Here we saw him play what 20 out right. of 30, roughly, right. yeah. give or take. Right. You know, uh, and and that that. That progression improved, I think, as the season went along, but there were some games where it looked like he kind of phoned it in and was Mm -hmm. fairly disinterested, you know. Um, So, in the NBA, that becomes a little bit difficult, and that's that's a rigor that every young player deals with. I think it's the one thing that he's going to deal with as well. So, there may be games where he's, uh, you know, taking some criticism that he doesn't anticipate, but... You Know the long term trajectory for Matherin is excellent, and you know, I don't think it surprises. I think the surprise
0: would have been a <laughs> oh, return. I think it would have been very surprising. Has there been a guy at the U of A that came back that you were really surprised that they came back?
1: That's a not really. Yeah, uh, there are, yeah, I, I can't, yeah, really, I can't really think the, uh, a lot of what happened at the U of B. And and then I'll backtrack a little bit here. A lot of what happened at the U of A has been kind of to the book, mm-hmm. you know, which is yeah. sort of which is sort of surprising. There are occasional examples. It's like one example, Miles Simon maybe should have gone a year early. Another example, people were caught off guard that Arenas went a year earlier, although that ultimately worked out for him. But generally speaking, with guys who folks felt had career possibilities in the nba it seems like they left when they were supposed to Mm -hmm. uh so that's that's good there have been you know the glaring exception i guess is the florida kids Mm -hmm. you know after they had won the national title and they went for the national title that whole team could have gone pro right and that whole team decided to come back which i think was one of the last examples of players who have potential to move on to the next level right deciding to return to college right whether nil changes that or not i'm not sure but right now it hasn't moved the needle it's moved the needle hardly at all right uh and 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 so what we're seeing is this mentality of players using schools as a stepping stone uh to try to be able to ultimately get to their dream of the nba which is understandable so any time out there that there's a player and and this is a difficult separation from a loyal fandom standpoint. My my perception of this has has evolved a little bit. If a player is 50-50, that means the player's gone. Right. You know, if the player's 40-60, right. <laughs> I think there's a chance the player's mm-hmm. gone. Right. Uh if there there's a very real chance that that if there are discussions about checking things out and there's a legitimate possibility that they could be considered, they're gone. Right. You know, the, so, so everything is flipped around a little bit, I think over the course of the last 20 to 30 years in Mm -hmm. that
0: regard. Right. Okay. Now, what do you think about Christian Coloco? I think that he has the potential to, I think he could have been, I think he could have helped himself by coming back. I really do because defensively he was fantastic. Um, offensively, though, I don't believe that he's ever going to be able to be a great finisher around the hoop. Um, but I do think that he's going to be a guy that – off. Uh, I think he could be a guy that stretches the uh, the court somewhat. But offensively, though, that's where I worry about him because I don't know exactly what his role in the NBA is. Defensively, I think he's fine. I think if he had come back and become a three-point shooter – um, I think you're looking at a guy who or not a three point shooter, but somebody But a guy
1: who can do from fifty. Yeah, to who would have a some role. I think he's got a very things
0: out. I think he's got a very easy <clears throat> I think he's got a very easy role to project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do
1: you think? Yeah, I, I think that's uh, uh, he's the one of who I think of the bunch will be the most interesting to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if all three go. Right. Uh, Coloco is the one who I think is perhaps if we're five years removed we're looking back and saying, yeah, Maybe he could have used an extra year just Mm -hmm. to get more physical, just to enhance that offensive game a little bit, and for another year to showcase just how potentially he, how much a potential game changer he actually is because of his ability to defend on the perimeter. And that's one of the things that I think NBA people like a lot is that you talk about the stretch four. Well, Coloco's a guy who theoretically can defend the stretch four. Right. That's actually a nice guy to have as the game has.
0: Uh, progressed a little bit to where that's an important position on the floor. Right. Yeah, and because defensively he can do so much for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you talked about it from the beginning that he can do, there's just so many different things that he can do where – he can cover guys in space. He can block shots. There's just a lot of different capabilities. He's got a lot of different aspects to his game to really like. I just think that he could have probably. Improved. But the NBA is more explosive. The NBA, the is, NBA more, is more
1: and, physical. And, you know, and those and, are
0: issues where and, Coloco has. And, and, and yes, and that's my pro, that's my concern is that it's six foot ten or guys that are six foot ten that are really strong that are grown men. I don't I don't see him finishing around the hoop against them. I I mean maybe, but I think he's going to have a very hard time at that level. But you know. Um, and when you look at the drafts, he's viewed as a fringe first-round pick. I think he's got higher potential than that. I really do. I think so. Well, right. Yeah, because that uh, his athleticism is is superb. And the way that
1: he, I think, potentially projects in the NBA is the way that I kind of projected that he'd be with Arizona last year. Right. A guy who doesn't need—you don't need to run offensive plays for him. Right. He gets rebounds, puts it back in, or if he gets a rebound and doesn't have a good look, he just kicks it out, and they move the ball around again. Right. You know, so so his role on the offensive end, more, and, and it turned out that this was different in Arizona's offense than I anticipated. Right. But at the NBA level, I can see him not being a guy who you run plays for necessarily, but a guy who gets an extra rebound, kicks it back out, and gives you another possession. Right. Uh, and that's a good thing. And if he can block shots here and there and get you out on the uh, break, that's good. He can run the floor really well. And again, if he can defend on the perimeter as well as he can defend on the interior then he becomes a valuable tool for a lot of teams and interest and and an interesting player for a lot of teams who think yeah we can bulk him up um he, he learns well. He takes instruction if we know how to provide it. Uh, we've noticed that we, we've talked a little bit about that, that you you talked about the emotional development right. issue. Coloco becomes very interesting in this regard. It's very important what team he gets with and how they deal with him right. because he struggled, you know, based on some of the reports we heard with Miller and needs positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a results-based industry like the NBA isn't necessarily a positive reinforcement entity. Right. Uh, so he's going to have to be able to toughen up emotionally, right. as well. But I think NBA teams look at him and say, "Well, you can't teach. What, what is it? You can't teach six ten with a seven yeah, four length sure. who can defend yeah. all o- and and run the floor. We can figure
0: out things like can he make an eighteen foot jumper?" Right. Yeah, and they can work on things like that. So again, I probably would have recommended him coming back, but who knows? Maybe he did get a first round guarantee in that. If you got a first round guarantee, then you know that's something that you mm-hmm. certainly need to do. All right, now real quick, I'm going to tell you my DraftKings pick of the w- my DraftKings pick of the week is going to be or take the Nets over the Boston Celtics uh, the in ne- Game Three. Game in three. Game Trace. Yes, in Game Trace. Yes, absolutely. Kevin Durant is going to be a guy that will i think he will go off um i think he's gonna have a huge game and i think that they get back in the series 2-1 that's my DraftKings pick of the week right there but we will be back with you very special guest monday for john schuster i'm mike luke you've been listening to the az wildcats podcast